0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Chasing Campfires. I'm Tommy and I'm here with Chad and Kyle from All Dogs Off Road. Howdy guys, how's it going? How are you guys doing today? Good. Awesome. Awesome. So tell tell everybody a little bit about All Dogs, what All Dogs is and what you guys do. Sure. So um <laughs> All Dogs Off
1: Road is a actually a cooperative organized uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. And what we do is we build lift kits mostly for Nissan and Toyota applications. Um, We generally try to have as much manufacturing done in the States as possible. So all of our coil springs and all of our leaf springs are produced in the States. Um, We do have some items that are coming from uh, uh, international locations, Um, for instance, we have bring opinions that we just couldn't uh, find a manufacturer in the States that were willing to take on the project. Um, But for the most part, we try to keep everything domestic when and where we can.
0: That's good. That's good to hear with everything being outsourced to China so much now. Yep. Speaking of our wheels are, do originate from China. Um,
1: At the time of production, we had the opportunity to either send that to China or to uh, uh colombia but we uh the the moq to send to colombia was twice what it was to send to china and uh um, while it was something that we probably would have been able to swing it would have made uh made for a very uncomfortable uh uh invoice to pay when it came due for us yes. so we played it conservatively and went with uh china and the wheels that we have are actually very high quality so we're we've been pretty happy
0: with them That's awesome. It's awesome. And you guys mainly work with the Nissan, but you're getting into Toyota world and are you branching off into anything else?
1: Yeah, so we like by the numbers, we are extremely Nissan heavy. The Frontier is our most popular uh, and well-supported platform, followed by the Xterra. Uh, We did have a pretty decent split of uh, uh, Toyota support as well. The 4Runner, the Tacoma, the FJ Cruiser and the Lexus GXs um but where we have really made a name for ourselves is on the nissan side of the aftermarket
0: that's great that's great there's so much support for toyota it's nice to see there's companies out there focusing on something that's not toyota
2: yeah uh, for sure we
0: we have stuff for the ranger also new ranger
2: um we have actually some traditional style leaf packs coming to market for the ranger eventually here Get rid of the parabolics. Parabolics apparently have a tendency to break. And we are just trying to help market out there. We have one local guy running our prototypes and he seems to be happy with them. And then we've also kind of started digging around with the Colorado and Canyon, but we haven't really got very far with that yet. And then we also do have Titan stuff and we have Tundra springs we're trying to get done too. So
1: yeah, we're a little behind on our product development, but the plan was this fall to start rolling out more support for full size applications. Uh it, like Kyle said, Titan tundra and then we're gonna start looking at the domestics the f-150 the silverado and the Ram.
0: awesome so so you guys are gonna be branching out pretty good then
1: yeah, we'd like to you yeah. know
0: yeah that's great so so how did you guys get started what 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 was uh the dream behind all dogs what what got you guys together what made this start uh
1: all dogs was kind of the start from a I I guess the idea for it, the concept for it originated from a a road trip out to Colorado and the the drive back. Um, I was currently uh, working for Speedway Motors here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Not currently, but previously. Um, And uh, I was ready for something different. And as I was driving back, kind of thought about, you know, if I were to work for a company, what kind of company would I want to work for? Not just from a culture standpoint, but from an organizational standpoint, and uh, to my mind, a cooperative made the most sense. And um, found some like-minded individuals and uh, got the organization up and up and going. Um, I ended up cashing out my four hundred one k and putting some some resources behind uh, the company to get it initially rolling and
0: um, four years later here we are awesome that's that's pretty cool and you guys you guys focus around uh dogs pets as well right mm.
2: repeat that i'm sorry he said we focus around dogs
1: oh yeah like, I love yeah. That. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah we're very dog friendly there's always at least one in the shop Yep. Yeah. um um yeah when well, yeah. i met you guys at expo mountain west last year 2021. There were a ton of ton of pups hanging around around your booth area. Yep. There. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, you know, we've been kind of
1: slacking, but we would like to do a little bit more dog accessory type things, maybe yeah. collars <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be like awesome. Collaboration with Wolfgang. You know, they do those really cool collars and that sort of thing would be really neat.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's good to see, see you guys are doing so good. Um, So where, where have you guys been recently? What, what's, uh, what's some recent adventures you guys have been on or some of the expos and.
2: Yeah. So most recent was we were out in mountain West again this year. And then after we were done with that, we went down to the San Juans. Um, We did Alpine loop with Enoch actually in Delia and then some local friends. And then I actually left early personally. I came back early, but then. Chad and all those guys did, you did black bear, right? And that was it. We
1: ran black bear and, uh, did a few other passes. I think hurricane and uh, a few others at the very end of the trip. Um, it was, a. it's always fantastic in Southern Colorado. It's just hard to beat, you know, everything is picturesque. And at the beginning of fall, uh, the temperatures are all perfect, especially if you're tent camping or rooftop tent camping. Um, it's just fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful area for sure. And it's yeah. nice you can go down in lower elevations and stay warm, or you know if it starts getting warm during the day, you can go up high and cool down. Yeah. I've been up there in August before and had had snow falling at So some of the higher peaks. Oh yeah, yep, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah. Pretty uh, neat. One thing, uh, it was a lot of pleasure, but we were mixing a little bit of work into. So while we were we were coming down lower, engineer. And, uh, uh, one of our friends, Travis was in a third gen Tacoma. He ended up blowing up his, uh, passenger side CV. And, uh, I had managed to rip my rear passenger shock mount off of the rear axle, uh, which was a considerable amount of lean, you know, on the shelf as you were, you know, kind of trying to go down the mountain. So it was a little sketchy, but, um, we got off, got off the trail. The next day, we uh changed out Travis's CV in a parking lot at our Airbnb, and uh, a couple of days later, I drove up to Montrose, um, to a shop that was able to weld my shock mount
0: back on and get me up and rolling again. So, oh wow, well, it was
1: a good time with a little bit of trail damage, but
0: yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but that always makes for a good story. You, you don't talk about the really, really good stuff, everything that sticks in your mind and Stuff we laugh about later is always, you know, what seems like the tragedy at the time.
1: That's certainly more
2: memorable. Yeah, yes,
0: that's
2: that's actually why I left early. I'm like, I made it out. I'm like, it's 14 half hour drive home. I'm gonna go. (laughs) We're just gonna make it home before I break something. We're stuck out there. I was like, I'm just gonna go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cash in early and get out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, do you guys have any uh, plans coming up uh, as far as shows or anything? Uh, actually for travel, uh, Kyle and Mike, um,
1: the other guy here at the shop, they will be, uh, heading out to Las Vegas for SEMA. Yep. Oh, cool. uh, our, uh, 22 frontier is going to be in the overlanding area on display. Uh, we're having the truck wrapped with Coney livery and we're having some custom shocks produced specifically for my Titan swap truck. Um, so that's, that's the last travel event for the year yeah. beside a small local gathering that we're going to do. We're going to do an overnight trip down at our uh, local ORV, Tuttle Creek, down in Randolph, Kansas. yep um, oh, cool.
2: We paired up with... Omaha Toyota Group and a Kansas City Toyota Group, and then Wichita Toyota Group this time around. Yeah. It's just one of those things where obviously Toyota, the Toyota like family around it, everything is really big, whereas Nissan guys are few and far between. So we're growing. We just naturally kind of gravitate towards the Nissan or the Toyota guys. So we made a just an event earlier this year with them. And unfortunately, it was like 10,000 degrees out and it was yeah, miserable. It was in
1: July and it was yeah. hot and humid.
2: Oh, and- man. And we're like, we'll do this again when it cools off. And one of the guys that's an admin for the Omaha group that we know, he's getting married next, this weekend, and we had to push it all the way out till third weekend of October. But we'll do that and then get and then drive out. We the only big issue
0: is we got to drive to SEMA, and it's like 18 hours from Lincoln. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I might make a little trip down there for the uh, for the for the open day when uh, spectators can just come in.
2: Oh, are they doing that again this year?
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. Oh, from what, what I hard. heard, there
2: Friday afternoon or something like that. Usually, yeah, that's I think so.
0: okay, cool. Yep. Vegas so. is so about we'll be- five and a half hours for me, so oh, no, that's not bad. Yeah, yes. So I'll make a stop at Sand Hollow and then and then make my way back down there. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'll come check you guys out for sure. Yeah, swing by. We'll be there. Cool, cool. So, so if you guys could travel anywhere tomorrow just go anywhere well, where would you go and why <laughs> oh boy <laughs>
2: like travel is in like flying driving anything
0: driving anything if you could just be somewhere iceland just just be there and
1: yeah i'd kind of want to go somewhere that's less travel i'd be interested in going somewhere like algeria um there's um really interesting history there that i'd like to see and also it's not a very uh common tourist destination so i think it's fairly uh non-commercialized if that's a word yeah yeah no it'd just be more real if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah more real life more everyday or day-to-day activities by the locals instead of um, so here's a
1: skyscraper hotel and here's <laughs> yeah. the snow cone sitting outside the hotel right next to the beach. And yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More cool. in, the, in the immersion. Yeah. I I mean I'm gonna be
2: boring, but I haven't I personally haven't been up like around the United States all over the US yet. Um, I would probably go Pacific Northwest. I'm genuinely curious to see what that area of the United States looks like. I have yeah, I have a couple friends who live in like Northern California, and then with the people we know, like Donald with soft roading and all that, and then with overland Overlord, expo now guys up in seattle yeah area.
1: yeah and we Lake know a bunch Virginia. of people in seattle
2: yeah. members in seattle so i would Branding. genuinely like to go up there i think montana yeah. idaho washington oregon area yeah
1: yeah i've also not been up in that area yet either that just that whole pmw is yeah places actually i haven't been into the Southwest. i haven't been to arizona either oh wow but, um it's West beautiful Florida. country yes yeah, so it looks like it from like all the photos yeah
2: videos. i've been to
0: arizona twice now the phoenix area so but and it's amazing phoenix you know you got more of the desert Mm lowlands um and then you get up into flagstaff and it's it's a lot cooler and pines
2: my my parents actually vacationed in the flagstaff area and they love it and they were actually planning on going down there this this winter my stepdad retired i think he retires this coming week and then my mom was like i could retire whenever i want and they were going to pull their (laughs) camper down there but they ended up not doing that, but I know they love being that they'll go down there for a couple months at a time in that, the Flagstaff area,
0: the Northern Arizona area, and they just love it. So. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful area. Idaho too. Idaho is one of those places that everybody thinks of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And I went on my honeymoon a few years ago for the first time camping and exploring. Uh, we met up with Enoch and Delia, mm-hmm. and, um, we were pleasantly surprised with what Idaho was, um, And there weren't as many travelers, it seemed, um, as, say, around Utah or, Mm -hmm. you know, by Yellowstone or something. It was a hidden gem for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you even get that here in Nebraska that everybody's like, oh, Nebraska corn. Well, yeah, there's corn. But if you go to, like, north central Nebraska, you got Sandhills. And if there was a more populated city out there, I would have moved out there a long time ago. It's gorgeous. Like, it's something unique. There's just, it's beautiful to look at. I mean, every state's going to have something to look at or to do. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's not going to live up to the stereotype, but
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pacific Northwest. Speaking about that, um, I want to plan a trip for sure up to uh, the whole rainforest um, and do some camping up in there. That's it would be really neat to see a rainforest in the United States because that's not something that Hmm. associate the two together.
1: Um, No, not very much at all.
0: So. That's cool. That's very cool. So I, I guess we'll start wrapping it up here. Where uh where can everybody find you guys at? So uh our website, all Uh
1: we are pretty prolific on social media too. So uh Instagram, uh we have a TikTok account that we don't really update too often, no. but YouTube is another big place. Uh, we try to do uh when we have time we do educational or videos of interest um we've been very busy the last few months so we haven't had much time to do videos but we're hoping uh with the the seasonal downturn that will typically happen in the aftermarket at the end of october and then rolling into december uh that we'll have some time to do some uh, fun videos for people yeah
0: cool cool and then instagram facebook is all off the all dogs off road also so okay cool yeah yep. i'll drop the links in the in the the description so everybody can click on some links and find you guys. I've been pleasantly happy with, uh, with the, the Coney shocks that you guys mm. have. Um, they've been great on the Tacoma to fresh change from something that, you know, everybody's doing Bill Steens or Kings or, or whatever. And yep. it's nice to have a new product out there that's, that's working really well.
1: That's at a reasonable price point too. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. Kings or Radflows or Fox, not everyone can spend. Uh, it's almost like four thousand dollars now for a two point five remote res. You know, once you're once you're all set and done, and that's not really our market. We want to really work with people that are, you know, at that mid range where they're spending, you know, a good thousand to fifteen hundred, even up to two thousand dollars on a suspension. Yeah, um, and get good performance and ride quality out of it.
0: yeah the good quality at that price point is is amazing to have because i mean we all know the other the lower points um like tough country a rough uh, country rancho yeah (laughs) yeah
1: they're and they're primarily focused on aesthetics they're not looking at ride quality or performance um or anything like that bilstein is really at the price point bilstein was the crown jewel for the most part Mm -hmm. and once coney entered into the market um, had good competition, but Coney was still priced a little bit higher. Um, actually, though, just this month, Bilstein raised just about all their prices across the board to where they're at parity with Coney right now. Oh, wow. So you'd be basically spending the same amount of money on a Coney lift
0: kit as you would a Bilstein lift kit. Yeah, uh, and and now that I've been on the Coney's, I I prefer the Coney's for sure. I was on Bilstein's <laughs> <same> for the... <laughs> for the first hundred thousand miles and they did good for the price they yeah. did great for that many miles but
1: i was on Bill Steens with my new frontier for the first 500 miles and then we threw the conies on yeah and i i still remember when we first got the conies and
2: we put them on i don't even remember whose truck we threw them on we threw them oh,
1: on oh it was this it was a gray frontier
2: yeah all I know is it had Bill on it. We knew a Billstein's road like, and I personally had Bill 5100s on my truck when I first got it. And I hated the ride. Absolutely hate it. Like I spent more money to buy rad flows just so I could dump them. Yep. And so we put the we put the conies on it on this this truck. And there was a super rough stretch of road near where we lived. And it was like kind of a test road. And we drove it down this road with conies. And Steven, when he worked here, me and him both looked at each other and went, uh, what? Like, yeah, they rode so much better. <laughs> yeah, they ride night and day better up. difference.
0: It's crazy how much better they ride. Oh, yeah. And the shock fade is is yeah. almost nothing. So yeah. compared to the Bilsteins, after they start warming up, you can really feel that they're starting to get rough. You know,
1: oh, yeah. well, plus you're just getting jarred around up until that point. Those scenes just are very firm shocks. You know, they're their best place is really on a highway driver for the most part. If you're doing any sort of off-roading, the 5100s or 6112s are probably one of my, they're lower on my list of recommendations, but um, getting into the Coney's was just an interesting story all around. Uh, We had a customer that was shopping for his GX470 probably three and a half years ago. And he uh, he was gonna be running a Bilstein 5100 kit, but he, through course of conversation on the phone, he said that he had worked at Kony at one time. I said, oh, well, that's really interesting. And I know the history of Kony and I know that they're very well regarded in the off-road industry internationally, but that they've never brought their 4 by 4 shocks into the States. So um he gave me a contact and for about two years, I would call this contact or email this contact and never got a response, never got a response. And then finally we would had done some cleaning in the office and i had the sticky note on the wall and i was like you know what i'll call this one more time before i throw the sticky note in the trash and uh got an answer and then got a referral to another guy at coney who would have been better to work with and uh then we set up an agreement to bring their shocks in nice
0: so so are you guys the only ones Selling Kony here in the states.
1: We have an exclusive agreement with Koni
0: for uh, their Nissan and Toyota offerings. Oh wow! Yep, yep. Very cool, very cool. And Kony does doesn't just do four by four shocks either. They do. Oh yeah, their their biggest what? market is like race cars and sports
2: cars. Yeah, is, is is by far their biggest market at
1: least in North America. Yeah, North yeah. America.
2: Yep, yeah. their yellows, which are super popular in the sports like the Miatas and stuff, is where they make a good majority of their money here. Okay.
0: Yeah. Then they start with uh, trains or, or, yeah, they make bus, bus and train bus shocks? And yep. Yeah. They're, I think yep.
1: that they have the market corner for the most part on train shocks yeah. of all yep. things. <laughs> they do a lot of defense contracting too. Um, the actually, they're, you don't see this very much on the Toyota side of things, but they have on the Nissan side, their raid shocks, which, uh, that we can grab one and show you but the shock body diameter is probably almost three inches. They're absolutely massive. Wow. Uh, on a Toyota, they're not adaptable because the front coil spring of the pigtail tapers too tightly. Um, yeah, so they have easy. a different shock. They're 88 series uh, for like a Tacoma. Well, I guess it would be for a Tacoma or for like a 400 or yep. Prado application, but um, there's absolute massive shocks. Yeah,
0: wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's That's a big shock for sure. yeah well cool yeah and then the parabolic leafs i got from you guys too those things are those things have been awesome
1: isn't it nuts the difference of like did you so i put the parabolics on my truck four or five months ago yeah after you put the weight on it yeah um and just immediately notice a difference from like your traditional multi-leaf elliptical and the parabolic like it was both like more buttery but also a little bit more firm at the same time
0: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to describe it for sure.
1: Yeah. Cause you notice like more, uh, like smoothness in your rear spring action.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause when I had the, the 18,000 leaf all stacked up on my old kit, <laughs> um, you know, I'd go down off something and that rear end. would just, Oh, it just, it, it would just shake all over the place. And it, it was just a rough ride. Yeah. And now, like you said, it, it feels like butter, you know, going over something it, even coming out of the driveway, I have a little, a little curb I have to come off of. And that's, that's nice and smooth now. Yeah. yeah. So
1: how'd you end up getting into your Tacoma in the first place? Do what? How'd you end up getting into your truck? Um, were you always on the Toyota side of things or?
0: No, I had a, an 04 Ford Ranger for the longest time. And I worked out of it <laughs> and
1: injured.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was a good truck. It was a great truck. Um, oh, they're awesome trucks. They're bulletproof. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I I had always wanted a, uh, a Tacoma, and I decided to, to 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 go down to the dealer, and I was going to get a second gen. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that the second gens were only like $1,500 less than a brand new one because they hold their values so, so dang well.
2: Yeah.
0: They do. Um, so I just bought, bought a brand new one, bought a two wheel drive because I was, wasn't was planning on off roading, never really off roaded, um, bought it to work out of. And then I found TacomaWorld.com and some other yeah. Toyota people. And <laughs> that was the end of my bank account. Any savings oh, were gone, yeah. everything was gone. And um, yeah, I just fell in love with it. and. I've been been everywhere in the two-wheel drive but you know i just installed a locker and some new gears and those have been fun did you do an e-locker or an air locker Um, i'm just an e-locker yep good i didn't want to run all the air systems and you know i mean that that would have jumped that cost up so much oh yeah
1: yeah Yeah, my preference are e-lockers yeah Uh, when it comes to lockers i like limited slips quite a bit so like torsen style and helical gear type things Um, yeah i'm lazy and i don't want to flip something on and off i just wanted to be there and work when it needs to work
0: yeah 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 i have to flip mine on and off to engage it but i had a limited slip in there before an auto limited slip and that worked pretty darn well but i wanted something to really lock up the entire
1: with a two-wheel drive i think that's probably more important (laughs) yeah
0: yeah oh for sure for sure All right, guys. Well, I'm going to have to make a trip out to Nebraska and come check you guys out. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool.
2: Swing by. We're right. Like, we're literally right off I 80, like a couple minutes off. So, if you ever get in the
0: area, swing by. Okay. Well, I'm not too far off I 80 here either. So, it should be a pretty easy drive, right?
2: Yeah. (laughs) That works. (laughs) Great shot. Yeah. (laughs) It'll just be boring. Once you get in, it's flat and it's
0: boring, but you'll get here eventually. (laughs) I've been through Nebraska a few times and uh, Kansas and stuff. I found uh, an arch down in kansas when i was coming back from mountain west last year um i think it was southeast of colby or something like that it's just this rock formation out in the middle of nowhere that's pretty cool that's yeah.
1: surprising for kansas
0: too yeah yeah it was pretty neat but yeah all right guys well maybe i'll see you down at SEMA. um
2: yeah we'll be like i said we're in the overland experience area not sure exactly where that's gonna be at. i'm it were you there last year no i wasn't Okay, so I don't remember what wing it's in. It was there last year. Uh, Mike had the map out. Did he, either way? It's it's in its own area. It hangs out on the side. I think even the people I know when we were there, the 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 lady who runs Overland Expo was there talking at one point. So you'll see it. it's it's it was in the same area where Radflow and everything was at, like where the truck, the suspension. Like it's kind of separated into. They try to separate it into different like sections, sections. of vehicles. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll definitely be there. uh yeah truck it'll have our red wheels on it so we're kind of interested to see what that looks like so we'll be there
0: cool all right guys well thanks for your time today and uh thank thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time see ya.
1: yeah